This episode of the Kutu Muay Thai Podcast is brought to you by PMTLifestyle.com, authentic Muay Thai lifestyle by Kutu. Definitely go check out the website at PMTLifestyle.com for some awesome lifestyle merchandise. That's for those of you out there either involved in Muay Thai, looking at getting involved in Muay Thai, and embrace a healthier lifestyle to live the life of Nak Muay. Go check it out. Swadikap, welcome to this episode of the Pu'u Muay Thai Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I hope everybody's been doing great out there. I know I've been missing a little bit. I kind of fill you in on what I've been up to. Missed everybody over on TikTok and the Muay Thai community Discord server. I appreciate all of you. Uh, a lot of you reached out. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while, so thank you for that. Uh, means a lot to me. Um, kind of just catching up on what I've been up to. Uh, I was out in Thailand for the WBC Muay Thai Amazing Muay Thai Festival at Lumpini Stadium. Um, hosted by WBC Muay Thai. So uh, there in Bangkok, Thailand, it was a great time. I uh, got to go out there, hang out with the ring officials, a lot of people I work with here in the United States, and uh, attend a ring official workshop with the referees from Rangsit Stadium in Bangkok, Roger Dumnon Stadium in Bangkok, and like TV Channel 7, and a few of the other big stadiums that are in Bangkok, Thailand. So it was really awesome to you know, just kind of bump elbows with the people that you see on TV uh, and have been seeing on TV for years, like over a decade uh, at the stadiums when I've been going to Thailand and stuff like that too. Uh, So what this festival was, it was at Lumpini Stadium. They did three days outside. The fourth day, finals day was inside Lumpini Stadium. One championship was also going on that Friday that was there. So there was just like a lot of energy there at Lumpini Stadium on that day. All right. So uh, with the festival, Team USA came in number one. Uh, I kind of I attribute that to not just like the number of people they have there, but also the education that has been being pushed here in the United States. So, kind uh, of give you a frame of reference. There's the IFMA Amateur World Championships. For those like USA, never really did that good. Uh, women's team started doing well, but it was always because of a lack of education. So a lot of people have been investing heavily in educating not only coaches, but the athletes as well about how to win in Muay Thai. And I attribute this to Team USA getting that first place at the WBC Amazing Muay Thai Festival in Bangkok, Thailand. There's a ton of teams there from all over the world. I saw my friends from WBC Muay Thai Mexico, WBC Muay Thai all over Europe, um, it was really great to uh, see everybody in person. A lot of people I had only seen on Zoom since COVID, so I was able to catch up with them in person. And it's always a pleasure to be able to catch up with uh, some of our old colleagues. So like I was mentioning, they also had one fight night that was going on at Lumpini Stadium that night. Um, my friend Jake had his fighter, Kong Klai, fighting on there. Uh, I'll kind of circle back on that a little bit later, too, because I have... Um, some stuff that dropped on my desk that people were sending over to me about that. Uh, but they had like a whole like banger card for one Friday night fights. I got ringside tickets and stuff like that too. I think it was like February 3rd or something like that. If you want to go check it out, you see me in the background uh, where all the fighters get prepped and stuff like that too. Uh, but it was cool to be able to meet some of the one championship staff, uh, officials side and stuff like that too. Cutman Paco, shout out to him. Super cool guy. Spent a couple minutes talking to us. So 
uh, fights, totally awesome. They actually give like these uh, colored bracelets that turn on when the show starts at one. I don't know if you see the light in the background, that's what that is. I was like, man, it's not working. But as soon as, as, soon as the show started, the lights came on. So it's really good production value. Like you see this online um, or on the streams, but to be there in person to see how the whole production works is just fantastic, right? Just freaking awesome. Um, and the fights too that they had there were definitely like, they're high level fights. They weren't all knockouts or anything like that. Very competitive. Uh, just being there in person, it felt like the old Lumpini with a new production twist on it. All right. So with that too, I also, I always try to go over and attend like all the stadiums when I'm in Thailand. So I got to go over to uh, Ratcha Damnon Stadium uh, to one of the traditional, they, this was like entertainment Muay Thai. We've talked about this before. There's like the stadium style Muay Thai. So I went to a stadium style Muay Thai show. It was, uh, I think it was a Kit Pet show. So Kit Pet was also the co-promoter or they're the matchmaker for the one championship event that took place as well. So some banger fights on that too. But Roger Dunn also has like, you know, RWS and has that entertainment style Muay Thai that's there too. So it's really cool to see like the differences between uh, the two venues and what they're doing. They're all kind of going towards the same direction, but they have their own flavor uh, as they always have, but just even more apparent now than it used to be. All right. So uh, got to go over there, check out some of the fights. If you are going to Thailand, you got to go to Bangkok and you have to go to these stadium style Muay Thai shows. Invest in it. What's great, they used to only give VIP seats for foreigners that are going there. Now they give like all the general admission seating in Thailand too. So uh, foreigners, you don't have to get the VIP most expensive tickets. Uh, that's how it used to be. It's like, no, they're not a lot up there. So you can go sit up there with the gamblers and stuff like that. I actually recommend it if you're going to multiple fight events. It's a different atmosphere. All right, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Pascal over on our TikTok as well. I see you showing the love, man. I appreciate it. Um, if you don't follow us on TikTok, go check us out at Pu'u Muay Thai and on Instagram at Pu'u Muay Thai. Um, got tons of stuff on there. Of course, the Muay Thai community Discord server, uh, like I was giving a shout out to earlier. But going back on track here, with the uh, whole different flavors of the events and investing in your education. So there's one thing to see on TV or on a computer or on your phone, your tablet or whatever, but to be there in person and like see how it all runs, it gives you a better understanding of it. This is something I always invest in in my decade and a half of going to Thailand is I always make sure to go to the stadiums at least once. I try to go as much as I can. Sometimes I'll go to like three or four fight events in a weekend, all right? And uh, yes, yeah, jam-packed, but where else in the world can you go to Muay Thai events where there's that many fight events in a condensed area like Bangkok? And the answer is really nowhere, unless you're at a tournament, right? But this is like professional, full rules Muay Thai. It's good to see because you get to see not only how the officials act, how the corners act, the uniforms, because there is like a code of conduct standards at each stadium, what the corners have to wear. Um, about how they do the warm-up, the warm-up rooms, how they have those set up, how they get their gloves, how the fights take place, where the gamblers sit, there's gambling, and just how everything operates from like a three-rounder to a five-round fight. And it's very important because a lot of people say, well, I just want, I'm doing this for fitness. I understand this. But 
to get an education in Muay Thai is important. Like as somebody who teaches Muay Thai, it's important for our students, right, to understand that this stuff goes away with them if they don't learn it, right? So if you enjoy Muay Thai, learn it, right? Learn learn some of the other stuff because it's going to make you be understand the technique better. You're going to see at a high level. It's going to allow you to work out uh, at a higher intensity with less injury to be able to have a higher performing body, all right? Um, of course, if you're involved in Muay Thai, you know why it's important to go over. But I just want to kind of harp on that for you guys a little bit there because I think it's something that a lot of people don't quite understand why. And uh, our fighters, too, we make them go through these, like, ring official courses and stuff like that as well. They need to have that education because that's – if you don't know how to win fights, you can't win. Just like I was saying about why Team USA did so well because these athletes have coaches who are invested in the sport. They know how to win fights. So if you don't know how to play the game, you don't know how to win. So you might think you know how to play the game, but I'll say it, like – you know, I've seen some of the highest levels in Muay Thai attend these workshops and come up to the ring officials afterwards and say, man, I never knew that. I thought it was X, Y, Z. And these are world champions. All right. So I think it's something that's uh, very, very important for people to understand what the education is of this. All right. Um, kind of going forward on that, too. If you are interested in going to Bangkok, Thailand, in July, which is the rainy season, we are going to be doing a Muay Thai training camp experience. You are, of course, responsible for getting there, but we're helping you get all coordinated with uh, Muay Thai camp in Bangkok. That's nearby Lumpini Stadium. It's not too far. It's actually one of the closer state, like training facilities that's close to Lumpini Stadium. So you have one fight night. You have all the other Muay Thai promotions and fight events that go throughout the week at Lumpini as well. The Sky Train is right by there at Kit Kemtorn Gym. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, just send us a contact, contact at MuayThaiVentura.com via email. You can also send us a DM with your email as well and your name and what country you're from. All right. So we need to know all this stuff. That way we can best help coordinate this with you. Uh, but we're working on getting set up so that way you have fight event included, 10 days of training, food two times a day, and room and board as well as the professional training twice a day as well, all right, and some group outings. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I got Crew Ed, our chief instructor from Ventura, is going to be going as well, uh, so he'll be out there too. Um, so let me know. That's going to be in July 2024. Just so you know, it is the rainy season. Um, you can still travel around, plan for 10 days with us, uh, and you know, have some days before or after where you get to go uh, sightseeing a little bit more. But come focus on your training, get better, have hands-on, authentic Muay Thai training experience. It's going to be fantastic. Anybody that's come with us will rant and rave and always ask. As soon as they get back, when's the next one? All right. So uh, kind of getting into our next thing here. All right. Is the fight industry in Thailand and how it's different. I'll preface all this by saying I recommend my friend Matt Lucas's book, on fighting in Thailand. This is integral because it covers this more in depth. I'm just going to kind of scratch the surface. So I had a friend of mine who lives in Thailand, pro fighter. They sent me over like, hey, isn't this gym you go to? And what it was, the fighter, I'm not going to name him, uh, he was basically throwing the gym under the bus saying, well, they take half my fight purse. Um, maybe I'm going to retire, right? So... There was a lot of people wondering, why is the gym taking half the fight purse? This can't be normal. Well, here in the USA, 
Yes, you're correct. That is not normal. In Thailand, it is because the industries are completely different. All right, how they make money and invest in Thailand is different than here in the U.S. In Thailand, what will happen is the uh, usually a gym will have a connection with another like Muay Thai camp that's in the countryside, in the south, or in Isan. And what they will do is they'll find the kids at those camps that are doing well in their local smaller events, and they will bring them to Bangkok. They fly into Bangkok. They have them come out for a couple weeks. They have them compete on a little bit more of a competitive stage. They see how they do. They do good. What will typically happen is they'll take the kid. They will sign a contract with the uh, kid's family and with the boxer about what pay structures are like over the span of their time at the Muay Thai camp. And the reason why is they're paying for room and board. The camp is paying for room and board for them. They're usually paying for school as well. So they have an opportunity to go to school that they wouldn't have in the countryside always. Because again, this is a way for them to get out of poverty. They're paying, uh, they're setting up all the gambling. They're setting up fight negotiations. They're setting up fight opportunities with promoters. And they're going out and cornering them and making sure they're getting the training that they need, uh, whether it be hiring specialty trainers you know, if they need to work more, if a fighter has good, you know, punch, they're going to work on uh, developing their punch. Maybe they'll bring in another coach that specializes in that for them to be able to train and have a higher performance, right? So this is something that they'll start when they're like eight, nine, 10 years old, and they'll invest in them all the way up until they're in their 20s, right? So think about a camp, they'll have a different percentage splitage uh, split as the pay increases and where that happens and when that happens and it's very specific in the boxing laws in thailand about how this operates so it becomes a very equitable contract right and what will happen is the camp owns their contract until they decide to either release them from their contract or someone else buys out the contract the fighter can buy out their own contract too Contract amounts vary and depend upon what they think they invested in the fighter and what they think they can get out of a return. And if it's worth them staying with the camp or are they having issues? Are they setting up for them to be bought out, right? Uh, this is very important for people to understand this because it's, it's lost on a lot of people in the USA. This is normal. 50-50 split is pretty normal. You're starting to see some camps asking for like 55, 60%, all right? So... Uh, along with some other things as well. So this happened in my friend's camp. Um, and it, he, you know, a lot of people jumped on him and talked bad about my friend. All right. That is not okay. You got to hear both sides to this thing and have context to how everything works there. I've been going to this camp for since 2010. I've seen one of the reasons that I go there, and I've said it here multiple times, is the way that he treats the boxers. How he takes care of them, took care of them during covid how he's fair with the money and with the fight purses and how he's always working for them to have the best opportunities possible, whether in Thailand, fighting overseas, and that way they can make the most amount of money, as well as gathering gamblers to be able to increase the amount of winnings they can get from gambling as well on their fights, all right? Because gambling is a whole thing. Again, go check out Matt Lucas' book on fighting in Thailand if you want to hear more about that. But... What ended up coming around is the gym owner said, okay, well, you're going to open up this can of worms and try to drag my name through the dirt. So it turns out this fighter had uh, money that was owed to a loan shark, and the camp was loaning, giving him a loan so that way he didn't have to pay the loan shark off. 
all right, because the loan shark had to get paid, allegedly, right? Um, and I, you know, for for me, the thing is, I was talking to my friend Matt Lucas about it too. Is like he said, uh, a very famous uh, fight person in Bangkok said, you know, there's four things that could ruin a fighter: it's family, motorbikes, women, and gambling. All right, those four things in Thailand are the things that usually happen. Um, apparently, some people were saying that it was this fighter's wife uh, that was posting on his behalf on his social media. Uh, as well as uh, things that kind of just talking bad about the camp. And a lot of people are jumping on this, and I'm really surprised. But what I'm not surprised is that once the camp came out and told their side right, about what was going on, because they loaned him money, right? So they were just getting pieces of their loan back. They actually even cut some of the loan that they gave him down because they wanted to make sure he was able to make some money for a living too, based upon what they owe, he owed the, the camp on top of his room, board, all those other things I was talking about too. So you got to understand there's a lot of context. It's very complex. Um, I'm not a politician. I don't know them personally. I haven't read the contract or anything like that. But I do know Jakay is a very equitable person and he always does the right thing. And it is showing now because all of his alumni, all his former fighters, instructors, pad holders, have all come out to make, you know, they're showing up, getting pictures with him and saying that if you know, if you set foot here, you know that what was said was false. All right. So really happy to see that that's coming out. But I just want to spread that here too, because a lot of people don't have, they don't take the time to screenshot stuff, translate in time, try to figure out what's going on. Right. But I have a lot of context on this. I'm just going to say 100%, you know, people were in the wrong by pointing the finger at him like he was the bad guy. All right. So just Something to consider. Uh, very much um, great, you know, great family, great people. So uh, that's something I want to talk about because that is dependent on the fight industry in Thailand. And a lot of people here in the USA, they don't have that context of the differences between both countries and how they operate. Okay. So um, just some updates here at Putu Muay Thai. We have on March 9th, we have Brian Almontes going to compete at the MTAC at uh in honolulu hawaii that's going to be with wbc muay thai usa uh he's fighting against a hawaiian fighter uh super stoked really great match between both gentlemen um and then we also have the u.s muay thai open spring national championships in scottsdale arizona we have a team event coach ryan's bringing a bunch of people from the santa barbara academy uh under his leadership and crew ed is bringing a bunch of people from the ventura academy as well we're doing a team fundraiser we have a t-shirt. It's custom designed from Coach Ralph. Uh, we have it. It expires, I believe, on, if I'm not mistaken, like March 15th. We might extend it. We've already hit our minimum order in order to get the shirts printed. So thank you so much to everybody that's already supported. The link will be down in the show notes here on YouTube in the description and in the show notes if you're listening to this on the podcast later. All right. So go get that. I believe it's $35 for the shirt. Uh, if you are not local to Ventura uh, and we can't and you can't come meet us, please message us because we can arrange shipping, but there will be a, additional shipping costs if you want it shipped direct to you. All right, I believe there might be an option there on Custom Inc. on the fundraiser page, but in case there's not, feel free to reach out. Contact at MoitaVentura.com via email or at Pu'u Moitai on Instagram. We'll make sure to connect and get connected via email there as well. All right, so go get that. That's something that supports both academies. It supports the, the team uh, to help offset costs. It costs like around $2,600 for an athlete to compete at these events. Minimum, That's I know it's a lot of money, right? So I'm going to go over on to uh, some of our questions here from TikTok. 
All right, first one is, hey, how can I get into the sport? First step, hit that follow button uh, and hit the subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube, all right? Uh, and there is so much knowledge and information on Muay Thai, but it's about what's good, right? I recommend checking out my friend Matt Lucas Muay Thai on Instagram. I've mentioned him a couple of times. He puts out a lot of great educational content on Muay Thai as well as his book. Uh, follow our podcast, Pu'u Muay Thai Podcast, available on all podcasting platforms or almost everyone. All right. If there's one that you want us on, please let us know because I'd be happy, happy to get that for you. Okay. So next one is uh, someone saying 50-50 is ridiculous. Uh, I hope you listen to the whole thing because the amount of time and money that they invest in them, it is something that comes back. You know, like I said, they, they basically lose money for like seven or eight years on these people before they start getting a return. And at that point, it's only 50-50. So they don't always make that return on that investment. So it is a, it's a gamble from the gym too. And it's an opportunity for the fighters to get out of poverty. And they're, you know, a lot of these guys, I see them building houses, getting cars, they're happy. And it's something that is very much a part of the industry in Thailand. I would strongly disagree in saying that that is theft in regards to Muay Thai in Thailand. I've seen some more lucrative things where chances are asking for 75%. And that happens, guys. That happens. Um, you know, we heard stuff about the with uh, Bo Kao when he was under the poor Pramuk gym uh, that he wasn't getting any, like barely any of his money. And that was one of the reasons why he left and he got somebody to buy out his contract. Okay, so, you know, when you think about it, it's like you think 50 50 is bad. There's like that's actually pretty good for a Muay Thai camp in Thailand, Uh, along with the bonus money that they get from the camp, uh, ad shit, like the injection money and stuff like that, too, from the gamblers and the sponsors of the camp Uh, as well. Like I said, room and board food, you know, twice a day. They get some spending money. They get a roof over their head. They get a salary. And they get like, you know, so much opportunity that they wouldn't have based upon these connections that the camp has and is invested in the trainers for them. All right. So next thing I want to kind of update on, I talked about this was uh, Lay, who uh, had a traumatic brain injury, was in a coma up in Canada. So um, there was an update on Twitter. I believe his name is Max. He is a, actually an attorney up there, and he works in combat sports regulation and safety. I uh, gave an update that Lei has made it back to mainland China. I believe he is in uh, Shanghai uh, receiving excellent care at, in his home country with his family. So thank you, everybody, that's donated to that, too. Uh, I'm still going to put the link down for that uh, in the show notes. Uh, but he is back in his home country. Very unfortunate situation. A lot of people reach out and share stories. And I recommend that everybody that shared their story goes public with it because there's time and time again, it's this re- repeat offenders when it comes into these semi-contact events. All right. It can't all be on me. I mean, if you want to use a platform and share this story, please let me know. I'll have you on. Contact us. It's podcast.puumuaythai.com. Uh, you can just click, you know, that you want to be on the show, submit why, questions, or if you want to just give a shout out, you can too. I will read your shout out on the air. You can just submit a form on there. I got two forms, one to be on, one just to have a shout out, or you can give a shout out to your trainer. Maybe there's somebody that's looked out for you, right? Have you been in a situation as a fighter where your coach looked out for you in your best interest? I would love to hear about it. All right. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. If you have any question, 
like I said, don't hesitate to reach out at Putu Muay Thai on Instagram and TikTok and at podcast.putumuaythai.com. Thank you so much. Sorry, cop. All right, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Putu Muay Thai podcast. If you enjoy the content, go leave a review over on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Give us a rating. It means the world to us. Also, if you want to be a guest on the Pu'u Muay Thai Podcast, or if you just want to shout out to your friend, go check us out at podcast.pu'umuaythai.com. You can submit to be able to be a guest on the podcast. You can submit what you want to talk about. Also, if you want to just give a shout out, there's a button for that too. So what do you cop?